Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. Welcome back to the Watermark Students Podcast, everyone. My name is Austin Mankin, joined as always by the one and only Jermaine Harrison. Great to be here. Kaylee Wright is also with us. Hello. And Ruthie Grant, our student guest. Ruthie, how about you introduce yourself to the audience? Hey, guys. My name is Ruthie Grant, and I'm a sophomore in high school, and I'm homeschooled. There you go. Love to see it. Ruthie, as always, we got our best icebreaker question coming at you. Actually, coming at everyone because I want everyone to answer. I'm ready. Um, Even the people listening at a home. Yeah. Any, just, anyone, just, yeah. think in your head what you would answer, how you how you'd answer this question. But it's pretty vague, um, so it's open to many of answers. But I'd love to hear just your hot take on pizza. So, like, when you think pizza, which is some would say the best food of all time. Yeah. Uh, I would just love to hear, man. What's your opinion on pizza? And maybe you have a specific type of pizza you think is the best pizza or do you like pineapples on pizza i don't know there's a lot of hot takes out there i'd love to hear yours so yeah you want to answer who wants to answer i'll take it away Um, you alluded at my hot take guys but i do believe i stand here confidently secure in my own skin saying that pineapple on pizza is a supreme option Mm. not supreme but it is the greatest (laughs) you're probably a flat earther too aren't you (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) plead the fifth but (laughs) pineapple on pizza i'm here for it i just i love it so you're telling me you like warmed up pineapple like just biting into just a warm pineapple like i'm telling you that an 85 degree temperature pineapple. on cheese yeah do you guys see the smile on my face yeah. i'm secure on the cheese thick skin okay that, that is a great hot take um austin thank you for asking that question i really appreciate it yes my hot take is this well i have two hot takes okay. one wow. hot take number one have you ever bitten into like a regular pizza, regular crust, and just thought to yourself, man, this is just too much dough. Like, there's just too much 1,000%. Um, have I got the solution for you? Thin crust pizza. Guys. Any- I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time hearing of, of thin crust. Did you just invent this? I know. Hold on. Guys. Crust that's thin. Any pizza that you love or you enjoy, um, put it on a thin crust the crispiness, the crunchiness, it just accentuates all of the flavors. Wow, so even that's a that, great even word. Even that pineapple that you're thinking of having, put it on thin crust it and it is even better. The whole city of Chicago is grieving right now. That you've I, I, am so, I am so sorry. Too much, too much crust. Um, and then the second hot take is, guys, have you ever bitten into a thin crust pizza and go, man, there's something missing. Like just one little thing missing. It has your favorite toppings, but you're pineapple. Oh, I know what it is. One thing. I know what it is. Guys, pineapple. Answer for pineapple? You? <laughs> you, yes. Is, answer is it honey? Yes. Yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> I knew it. Whoa. Honey. Guys, honey and pineapple. Crucial. Get yes. some honey. <laughs> just do a light drizzle across your triangle. I wish you guys could see his fingers. <laughs> <just> <laughs> <drizzling>. <laughs> and it will take your pizza <laughs> from a ninety-five <laughs> to a hundred and five. Like you're you're yes. you're over the GPA that you need. I to agree have. with wow. that take. You heard it here first. Come on. Do you have something better? Can you top the pizza, the thin crust pizza? I don't know if I can get over the honey, but <laughs> okay. okay. Um, yeah, I think this. hands down, Domino's is the best pizza place 
around. I feel mm. like they have really stepped up their game in I, every absolutely. area of absolutely. the food. Like yeah. the best of the best. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they truly yeah. have. If yeah. you want to do a deep dive, people, you can listen to this Business Wars podcast <laughs> that tells <laughs> the story of Domino's Pizza. Their rise from the ashes to become, I, I mean, truly, in terms of the fast food pizza places, sure. it yeah. is second to none. Yeah. I you know, agree. If you want an option that's a little more fun than Jermaine's, um, I have a Domino's recommendation for you. My friends and I do Domino's and Domino's, where mm. on the weekends we order Domino's and play, and Domino's. play Domino's. Love wow. 10 out of 10 Love recommend. That. Maybe you could listen to a podcast while you wait for the delivery, but <laughs> Domino's, I'm with you, there Ruthie. You That's great. Hey, Thank you. I just got to give my hot take. It's short. It's simple, but I know you've probably heard of better ingredients, better pizza. Well, Papa John's. Papa John's is not better ingredients. It's not better pizza. It is the worst pizza that I have ever put in my mouth. I would rather wow. have a frozen pizza. Like a, have, a DiGiorno? I will, <laughs> DiGiorno is far better than whatever they're doing at Papa John's. Mr. John, or whatever his name is, needs to figure it out because there's too much dough. The ratio is all off. Mm. Literally, you can see the grease dripping through the box. They always give you that weird green pepper that you never know what it is, and you eat it, and you're like, this is disgusting. I, I have a solution for that. <laughs> thin crust, <laughs> thin crust. <laughs> with honey, <laughs> with honey. But stay oh, far away from Papa egg. John's. Hot That's all egg. I have to say. Kaylee, back to you. Well, I think I'm gonna have pizza tonight for dinner. Thank you yeah. for inspiring that. <laughs> Cannot wait, and it's gonna have pineapple on it. I'm sure of it. <laughs> uh, but we are gonna transition now to our topic for today, Ruthie. We are excited to have you on because we are in the part. We are in the middle of a three-part series discussing the different types of schools. Um, school systems that our high schoolers are attending today, that being private school, public school. And today's episode is homeschool. Where we get to talk to you about the unique challenges and benefits for teenagers who are homeschooled. And so thank you on behalf of all the homeschoolers out there in the area for being our representative. We are ex so excited to have you here. But to get started, um, give us a little bit of introduction to you, how you got plugged into homeschool. Have you always been homeschooled? How did your parents decide to homeschool you? Okay, so my parents have always homeschooled me. There's actually seven of us. I'm the youngest, um, the caboose, as my parents call me. Okay. Um, and they decided to, well, they didn't decide. The Lord decided mm. um, to just like laid it on their heart that they should homeschool their kids. And so that's what they've done from top to bottom, you know? Yeah. And we do like, so I do a co-op. And so for the first, like, I don't know, till I was in like sixth grade, I was homeschooled all the way at home. Um, and so I just did it all at home, like at the dining room table, at the dining kitchen table with kitchen your, table. <laughs> with your mom or um, your, as so your teacher. My mom was generally my teacher and my dad's my math teacher as it normally is in the homeschool household. Fun fact, if you did not know that, wow. um, <laughs> but yeah. And so now I go to a co-op and then recently I started like doing dual credit at Dallas County community college, go Thunder Ducks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Thunderdogs. What is they're, Thunder they're like, Ducks. Vikings are taken, Lions are taken, but we still want to stop. Trojans, top. too original. Let's yeah. go Thunderdogs. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. So you go to a co-op, which just kind of paints some color for that. Like, how many kids are at the co-op with you? Yeah. Okay. So there's like, let me explain it this way. We have these family folders, okay, at the front of the co-op, and they're in these little oh. buckets, and we each have our own little file. And I think there's like two two buckets so that's like you know two filing buckets mm. that's the amount of people that are there okay guys so this is so, not a lot of people not a lot, people. <laughs> not a lot, not a lot. um the i can picture it i can picture love that um the classes are generally like i don't know less than 10 people yeah i've had three mm -hmm. so that's exciting 
Nice. Mm-hmm. A quarter three yeah. strains, not illegal. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> three, well That's done, so Taylor. good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bible jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Ruthie, what would you say in your experience are some of the positive aspects of being homeschooled? Um, so the positive aspects are like, I mean, I have my faith in like pretty much every single aspect of my life, which is really great and just like keeping me focused on the Lord. Um, and then I think there's a lot of family time and lots of sibling time where you just get to know your siblings on a different level than I mean, what I would assume most people do just because you're doing everything with them. Yeah. Um, and so that's exciting. And then there's a lot of like flexibility. So I can, I mean, come, I used to come to Watermark to do my school a lot. Like my mom would take us here and we'd sit at the big long tables. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Nice. So you just like can do your school anywhere, anytime. And then, I mean, let's be honest. I get to sleep in, guys, wow. and I get to do that. So it's oh, exciting. You love to see it. So what were those three Fs again? I think that's the great. The three Fs, faith, family, and flexibility. Wow. Thank you for coming to Ruthie's sermon. Okay, <laughs> guys, as someone who I went to a, a private school for, um, for I went to public school for like elementary and, and junior high and then private school for high school. Um, and so most of my experiences with private school and um, public school. And so just like to hear that uh, your explanation or description of like the faith and the family and the flexibility, I think it can be easy, like as someone who's not, you know, around homeschool environments a lot to like have your, have a stereotypical view of like, you know, this socially awkward kid, um, this like Mennonite Amish family, <laughs> you know, with their making their, their shoes out of wood and all this stuff. But like what you just described, I think is just such an incredible blessing and benefit that you don't totally. you won't get if you if you go to public school or if you go to a private school of the the faith piece like kind of being an all encompassing aspect. I really love that and then obviously getting to be around your family a ton and the flexibility of sleeping in. I know um, most teenagers out there would love to sleep in way later than they do. And so Absolutely. if that's you, homeschool is <laughs> an option. Absolutely. I had to be at school at 7.50 a.m. Mm. Oh, no. That doesn't seem that bad. That I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no. When you're in high school, that's like 5 a.m. Yeah. It's true. so early. True. One, one thing that you said, Ruthie and Jermaine, kind of hit on is just the faith component, which I think public school does students a disservice because if you're trying to inform your faith and develop uh, your character, and you're just being thrown out into a culture that is so countercultural to anything Christianity, then you're having to inform everything and learn and develop while you're still trying to process like what is your faith and do I believe Christianity to be true? And it's hard to really develop in that environment. But when you're at home and you have a safe space to process this and have biblical teaching and truth, um, you can be prepared for that environment when you step into it, which I think is a really, really good aspect of homeschool. Yes. You know, you're yeah. ready for it. As you were saying that, I was like thinking like, man, like there's so many um, uh, uh, people who don't have the opportunity to um, forge and develop their faith in a safe environment. Like obviously you can have the the pros and cons of saying, well, if you're not thrown into a, an environment where you're tested, then are you really tested? Do you really know what you believe? But to have the unique experience, especially with Christian parents who get to inform and train and uh, help develop a, a biblical worldview in their kids, I think that that is a, a fantastic opportunity that um, uh, parents who homeschool have where they're not, um, you know, to use the public school example, you know, just for the argument's sake, they're not trying to retrain their kid 
um, from something, a different message that they that they heard for eight hours at school that day, if that makes sense. And so I think yeah. that's unique. Uh, you know, like you said, like there's there's a there's blessings and 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 there's challenges that come with it. But I think that that's that's awesome. Yeah, truly. absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of challenges, Jermaine kind of referenced this homeschool stereotype. And so have you ever experienced um, this stereotype for yourself? <laughs> I have. Um, there's like, I mean, man, okay, if I had a dollar for how many times people have been like, oh my gosh, you don't look homeschooled or like you don't act homeschooled. You could like, probably buy a Domino's franchise. For sure. I would be able to fund yeah. Domino's and Domino's. Wow. Oh my weekend. goodness, please accept. <laughs> um, so there's definitely the stereotype of like, oh, you're quiet or oh, you act a certain way or dress a certain way. And it's like, well, I don't know, like what? But it can be difficult because I'm like, I don't know how to like I don't even know what to respond like people when, like expect a certain thing right, from you when like, they hear that you're yeah and so that's just a I don't even know if I would call it a challenge as much of a like shock like I'm like I don't know what to say yeah, yeah. you're like I'm just a normal a normal girl <laughs> yep, there living you go. my life here I am thank you here I am just a normal girl yeah. um I can imagine that would be hard sometimes entering in just knowing like someone's gonna judge you yeah and give you a stereotype For based sure. on your schooling sure. system and so um, obviously, we know you personally, and so it's <laughs> funny just how counter your personality is to whatever the stereotype is. But what um, would be some other challenging aspects that you've experienced um, being in homeschool, being yeah. a homeschooled, being kid? homeschooled, being homeschooled, yeah. homeschooler, yeah. privately educated yeah. at home, privately <laughs> just making, at just home. making yeah. it up, Grant Family very, Academy, everybody. Very, very um, <laughs> um, so I'll start off with a story. At the beginning of COVID. I had like multiple people texting me, asking me like, oh my gosh, how are you at home all day? Like, how are you around your family? Yeah, the this whole time? world became like, homeschool. Yeah, mm. and okay, hot take. Mm. I can't wait for I this. I love this. This is like- Homeschool okay, edition. Homeschool edition. Just because you're doing school virtual does not mean you're homeschooled, okay? Mm. I, just, I have to say it. I have Tell to say us. it. Because, she said it. Because like Google Classroom, guys, is not the same as Saxon math, okay? Homeschoolers know it. Mm. Saxon is evil. Okay, that mm. is. Can't, not, can't, I can't say, say that I relate, but I, I know your homeschool <laughs> friends are here. relating. That was wow, good. Yeah. I learned so much already. <laughs> so I mean, yes, kudos to everyone for doing their school at home, but there's a difference. Anyways, um, where was I? Other challenges. <laughs> Other challenges. <laughs> she got so much of that hot take. So sorry. Um, okay. You're good. You're good. Yeah. So. The people texting. Okay, yeah. Um, one of the challenges, while it can be like a plus, is like lots of family time because like, and not that it's necessarily just the family. It's like the environment of just like being at home a lot. Um, can just be hard. I feel like just because you wake up and you do school and you eat and you do more school and then you go to bed. And so I think that can be just super challenging, which is where like co-ops I think can come in super helpful. Um, just so like you have that social aspect and just the change of scenery, um, that can be really nice. And then I think something else that can be difficult just from like what I've talked, who I've talked to yeah. separate, like homeschoolers are just like separating parent from teacher can be kind of difficult sometimes just because, um, I don't know you, I don't know if I would even say like parent from teacher as much as like school from like family because it can be like mm. oh look at that math test that I just failed and now I'm going to go eat lunch with my teacher and it's like nope I'm eating lunch with my parent like yeah it's just something that you just have to work through just like I mean all the struggles of everyday school 
Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like, obviously I've never experienced that, but that does sound like a difficult challenge of the like switching your brain. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm no longer with my mom or my dad. I'm with my math professor and they aren't um, just because they're, uh, you know, guiding me in, you know, and helping me do better at whatever this subject doesn't mean that they're frustrated or discouraged with me as a daughter right. and like balancing yeah. that tension for sure. is definitely tough. For sure. I can imagine. Yeah. Ruthie, how has being homeschooled strengthened your faith and your relationship with the Lord? Yeah. Um, I would say like strengthen going back to like why my parents homeschooled me is like the Lord was just laying that on their heart and they wanted their kids to be raised with like biblical um foundations not just in their faith but in their like every aspect of their education so that being like the heart of why they homeschooled me it's just encouraging because my faith is in every aspect of my life yeah. and there's not um like again like I was saying earlier there's no time that I'm like shunned for my faith or like there's no time where it's not a good time to talk about Jesus um and so I think that that's been something that's really strengthened um just my relationship with the Lord and how I just interact with people like talking about Jesus um and then something else I would say like when I was younger like my parents just always raised us to like set a time um set apart a time in the morning to read our Bibles um even if like we we're just like sitting there reading a devotional like it just instilled that like discipline in us um and that just really helped like with my life as I got older and I started like taking my faith more seriously um it was just a lot that I didn't really realize that it was because my parents raised me that way or my teachers, air quotes, raised me that way. Um, just that the Lord like really worked through that. And because of the way they yeah. educated me, I was able to apply that to my faith. That's so good. I think it is really encouraging just the idea of our faith and like being a Christian isn't just like a private thing. Like you've gotten to incorporate into your education, into everything you're getting to do. And you're getting to truly see like Christ at the center of it all that like you can be a believer, you can talk about your faith in science class, in history class, in whatever you're doing and just getting to like engage your mind in that way is just, it's different than my experience was. And so I love that for you. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the challenges with public school is that I think even families can fall under this sometimes where they basically use the church or other ministries uh, as a replacement um, for their main parenting mm -hmm. responsibility of being the primary disciplers in the home. And they use it as a replacement, not an equipping tool. And it sounds like in your home, your parents have prioritized their primary role as disciplers of you. And that really homeschool set you up well to, to understand that and see that. So that's really encouraging to hear. Absolutely. Yeah, That's good. Ruthie, what would you say are some of the challenges in your faith that you've experienced being homeschooled? Yeah, I think um, like, I feel like everyone can kind of make this excuse, but just like going to a co-op where like, I mean, my co-op is called Cirque. It's Christian Educators Resource Center. So it's like Christian is in the name. Like everyone here knows <laughs> Jesus. They all know the gospel story. Yeah. Um. So just like making the excuse of, oh, their parents are doing the same thing my parents are doing. And like, even if that's probably not true, like it could be a totally different scenario. Um. Just like, I feel like I can tend to justify my unfaithfulness, which is unbiblical and not good, but yeah. That's so good. I, we got to know. We're all dying to know. Has there ever been a point that you just wanted to change and go to a private school? Everyone's or, been wanting to. Everyone. The, <laughs> the, the listeners, all the listeners have been, have been calling in, in <laughs> texting in, and being like, ask Ruthie this <laughs> question. question. Has she ever wanted to not be homeschooled? Yeah. 
I think, yes, absolutely. Um, there was definitely a time in like middle school when I think it was, I'll just say it's when I joined small group and, you know, Richardson High School. Well, they weren't at that point. They were all at different middle yeah. schools. It's irrelevant. But now they're all at school together. And so it was just like hard that like all of my friends were going to the same school or like they all had their friend groups and they were all doing sports at their school. And I'm like, Oh, that's so exciting. I want to do that. Yeah. But, you know, and, it and was you're sitting like, at a home at the I, kitchen table, at the kitchen table doing Saxon math. <laughs> um, so I think that was just a time where I like had to learn to just be faithful as like a daughter and as a student and mm-hmm. as a child of God to like remember like why I'm here and like why the Lord led my parents down that path of like homeschooling us. And it was just definitely hard. But ultimately, I had to. What's the word? Be intentional. Nope. Obedient? Yes, obedient. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> obedient to like where the Lord was leading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So how did you how did you um bridge that gap? Like you were you were missing that feeling of community, mm-hmm. like being at a home at your kitchen table by yourself. Um, so how did you navigate that? Yeah. So I did a co-op when I was in like fourth and fifth grade. And then, or maybe just fifth grade. And then sixth grade, I didn't do one. And so that was when I was, like, really struggling. Like, ugh, I don't want to be here. Um, And then I went back to a co-op. And just, like, I think that was really nice just to have, like, the aspect of, like, okay, I'll go here, like, two or three times a week. And that'll be good. Like, that'll be enough. Um, But, yeah. To have that to have that community around. Right. How did your, your small group play a role, like, in, I guess, filling that void of camaraderie like during the day I guess yeah absolutely um I actually there's a couple girls in my small group who are homeschooled so that was like really nice we actually we started a separate group chat when we were in middle school of like all the homeschoolers because no one would reply to the small group group chat because they were all at school anyways you know, those who can that. text during the yeah, day yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> one of the benefits one of the benefits you can group text anytime <laughs> for sure so I think that they just really also one of my one of my homeschoolers was small grouped. One of my small group leaders was homeschooled. And so that was just super encouraging to just be able to like sit down and have conversations and be like, here's how I'm really struggling this week at home. And she would be like, yeah, no, I feel you. And just having like a listening ear, that's just been super comforting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, huge. I think of what I hear you saying is like, like get out of your comfort zone. Like you mm-hmm. have to make that decision because yeah. it could have been so easy, sure. you know, just like, it is right now like or, or wet when quarantine was like the thing that everyone was doing it could be so easy to isolate not um connect not experience community just because everyone expects everyone to be at home you know working and just staying safe uh, but you know that was your experience all the time right. and you had to like go out and uh be vulnerable to build relationships to make friends and to you know be a part of other things to just kind of um, continue to develop that sense of community for sure yeah that's, that's good. so good Ruthie what is one final piece of advice that you give to the student listening right now who's in a homeschool environment maybe they're in a co-op maybe they're just still sitting at the kitchen table uh, doing <laughs> their work but um, what is one piece of advice you would give to that student um, to set them up for success yeah um, I have a couple things I think like independence and discipline is a big part of homeschooling um, just because you aren't like 
like switching classes every five minutes or whatever you know they do five you minutes. can start whatever they do in public <laughs> every school five I don't know. Minutes. Oh, no. as okay. soon as you sit yeah. on the bell rings you gotta go okay yeah, go thunder ducks <laughs> <laughs> okay lost my turn of every on. 45 minutes. every 45 yeah. okay yeah. duly noted um just like oops um <laughs> <laughs> she just got to call everyone. She, okay, but she's, she's in good. my community group. Okay. Could have answered. Okay. Um, piece in, of advice. Yeah, you would, piece yeah. of advice. Okay. Independence and discipline is a big part of it just because you aren't like, you don't have a schedule and you're not like switching classes every 45 minutes. You have to like get it done on your schedule. And I think that that's a big um, part of it where you just have to like wake up and be like, okay, today I'm going to get this, this, and this done. And that's just um, a part of like the independence. And that's, basically the break it or make it yeah wait is that make, make it, it or make it, or break it. it. but break it, break it or make it yes. is pretty good too thank you, i like that awesome. thank you i love it um and then i think like another part is just like being intentional where you're at you can often i often make the excuse like oh well i'm at home and with i'm at home with my family all day like i don't need to share the gospel with them like they already got it but like that's really not a good biblical mindset because you need to share the gospel like everywhere you are even if like it's like the way you love, like the Bible says that they'll know you by the way you love. Mm. Um, and I think that you can like share the gospel in so many different ways, just like how you might not sit down with your sister or brother or your mom or dad and be like, let me explain the gospel bracelet to you. You might just be like, hey, like, can I do the dishes for you? Or mom, can I make lunch for us? Like just the different ways that you have to intentionally like look for ways to serve. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then first Peter three fifteen, like it always says, like, always be ready to give a defense and like always be ready to serve, I think is something that you could just apply to your everyday homeschool life. Preach. You know? That's awesome. That's awesome, Ruthie. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us. That's going to do it for us on the podcast. Uh, I love what you shared just about how homeschool has formed your faith. It also has encouraged you in the way that you've connected with your family and then the flexibility that it gives, but also you've seen the challenges of having to get out of your comfort zone, having to pursue others and having to continue to initiate opportunities to share your faith, which is awesome. So Ruthie, you're amazing guys. If you have any more questions about teenage life or anything you'd like for us to discuss, feel free to message us on Instagram, follow us at Shoreline Dallas. We'd love to answer. All right. All the best. All the best. <laughs> That's all I got. Go get some we'll pizza. see you guys. Hagwild. <laughs>